person yeah, yeah. can look at each other and like see what's going on. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for the podcast, the door. Um, could you tell me your name and yep. the project you've been working on? Yep. Uh, so my name is Connor McMullen, and I'm with the Circular Storytelling Group, and we're working on a storytelling project. Uh, transforming one of our original stories which we wrote into an art installation um, designed around messaging and uh, behavior change. Okay, so you wrote a story and you transformed it into something physical. Yeah, so essentially, um, correct, we were in Lyon for one week earlier this year. Uh, that's where we met the three French team, three members of the French team and three members of the Dutch team came together for a literary festival. And there we had a two-day workshop uh, with an American author um, about telling stories from different perspectives. Uh, each of us wrote uh, a story, uh, which will be published on the website of the Cultural Institute, um, where we were doing the, the workshop. And then um, we selected one of those stories to transform into the art display here at Dorp. Right, okay. And what, what does the art display here look like? What, what, it, what did it become? So um, visually, we've got this uh, this very nice maze pattern, um, a set of concentric circles uh, with blue and gold and silver ribbons uh, strung around a tree. Uh, and then hanging from the tree at the center of this maze are uh, several boards uh, that you can only see really from under the tree, um, asking us questions uh, that we think are important when we consider sustainability, uh, such as, uh, do individual choices matter? Um, can I change my behavior? Um, is it too late? So these kind of hard confronting questions um, are there at the center and then built around this is this immersive gaming experience. Um, okay. We wanted to capture this perspective trade-off mm -hmm. uh, between our perspective and the animal's perspective of the world. The animal's perspective, you said? Like, like where did that come from? So, um, the writer that we were working with, he uh, really focused a lot on our perspective is anthropocentric. We see the world as humans, um, but there's a whole different world out there for every animal. Mm -hmm. um, and so our game does that uh, through three different characters. Uh, we look at the world through uh, a mouse's eyes, through a squirrel's eyes, and through a magpie's eyes, um, ap applying different philosophical backgrounds underneath of these characters to add some depth. Mm -hmm. um, and then we see, uh, see what happens when humans interact with the world and then animals interact with that interaction. All right, so does this mean you actually have to crawl through the maze or does it work out in another way? Yeah, so um, the, the stories will take you through the maze. Um, so there are numbered panels uh, throughout the rings and uh, you can follow these panels and make different choices. So uh, every time you go through the maze, uh, you can see something different uh, in it. You can learn something different about uh, shifting perspective. Okay, so there are different paths people can follow through different stories. Yeah, on the on the meta side, there are 33 total paths uh, through the maze. Right. Uh, so three characters and uh, 11 paths for each character. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's quite a deep game. It's not something that you can just go in and understand right away. It takes some time. I was talking with a couple of the visitors who said, yeah, it was at times frustrating and other times yeah. really exciting. And uh, sometimes you really had to look to find where do I go next? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a nice parallel back to those questions uh, at the center. Um, we're confused, we don't have a straight roadmap. Well, we have to kind of figure it out. So the maze is uh, in one way trying to show that, that okay, our stories are not straight lines. Uh, right. Okay, very cool. I've actually also been to your maze. It's on the, on the beach side of, uh, of the island of Dorp, uh, on, under the tree, as, as you told us before. Um, and 
was the idea of a maze? Did that already exist before DORP or did you come up with a maze here with your project group? So uh, we had uh, been discussing since Lyon what we were going to do at DORP, uh, meeting every week or two weeks. So the maze idea has been uh, flushed out uh, quite extensively before we got here. Um, so really here it was for us about, okay, how do we transform this idea, this maze, into a physical structure? Um, because a lot of our group doesn't have the structural background. Um, we're not really out here at DORP. We've never been here before. Yeah. We're all new. We don't know how to work together. So it was a lot of um, trying to come together to create something physical from a piece of paper and from our minds. Right. Okay. And did you actually come up with the maze as it is right now from the start or were there different iterations of it? So this must be the thousandth iteration of the maze, I think, and uh, probably the tenth location we've put it up at Dorp. So we set it up uh, all across the place, um, trying to look for the right spot. Um, like we talked about, this tree at the center, and there's enough space, and of course working with the, the directors on where it can be. Um, and yeah, the, the maze has gone through a lot of iterations, uh, but in the end it's very similar to what we started. So I think that we kept the vision um, as we worked around uh, all the different things that come with being here, with uh, materials and with space and with planning. So uh, I'm really happy at the end that we were able to produce something that we wanted to produce. Mm -hmm. All right. And you told me... A lot of people on your project group are not like structural engineers or whatever. Are they all writers or...? So we have the, the three engineers from TU Delft, um, which doesn't mean that we're engineers. Uh, Yossi and I are policy analysts. Okay. Um, so Rene has a civil engineering background. And then on the, the French side, um, we have uh, Gala um, studying into literature, uh, Lillian philosophy and law, and Aub is actually working at the Institute, which we study, oh, which we did the workshop. Um, so she also has the the literary background and the cultural background. Um, so yeah, it was a new experience for a lot of us. Um, myself, I have a construction background and a production background, but I still was a learning opportunity and new methods, um, new processes uh, here in Europe compared to what I grew up with in the U.S. Right. So I think for all of us, there was something that we could take away from the the physical side of Dorp. Yeah. Yeah, getting to experience that firsthand, getting to build something that, that like came from a story, yeah. in this case. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, just trans like I said, transforming this uh, 2D to 3D, like this process of, okay, I have a story, but how do I tell it uh, in a way that people will use it properly? Mm -hmm. So what we see, and it's quite interesting to listen to the feedback, um, you know, some people don't want to read so much in yeah. English. Other people are really interested in it. Some people do exactly what we thought. They go to the information panel, they read about how the game works, and they play it. Other people go into the maze and just look around and walk out um, it's very visually appealing especially with these uh, swinging panels so there's a lot of photographers in there especially as the sun's going down lots of light <laughs> coming through the ribbon yeah. so was our project totally successful in that it's doing what we wanted no but is it something that I think we all can be proud of as it is um, and what it provides to Dorp? Uh, yeah, I'm really happy with uh, the many functions and the <laughs> strange ways which people have interacted with our installation. All right, that's very nice. And is this project also meant to be lived on after Dorp or...? So there are several options. Um, we've discussed uh, the possibility to place this at TU Delft um, on campus somewhere or maybe in another building in the city. Yeah. Um, there's a festival in Delft that we have discussed about maybe 
trying to build up something there. Um, of course, we also would like there to work with actual architects and industrial designers to create something that's very visually appealing and functional for their festival because their festival is very different than what we have here. And then I think most interestingly, we talked about um, working with the Games Lab at TU Delft to transform this into, um, let's say, an app. Uh, where you have this really interactive story um, and again we can get a designer and visualize it um, to the new media. Yeah, so there are different options for where the project will end up Yeah. the end. All right. And is there anything that you enjoyed the most here at DORP, personally? Uh, I think for me it was a really interesting opportunity to meet such a wide variety of people um, and people who are open and honest and fair. Um, and that was a new experience for I think a lot of people who came here and I saw a lot of people changing their opinions, growing, uh, making new friendships, um, myself as well. Uh, I had a great time networking with people, meeting people in very similar fields that I never got to interact with before um, and then meeting people who I never would speak to, uh, <laughs> sitting next to them at dinner and talking about yeah. all the things we had in common. Um, so I think the people at Dorp was for me really the best thing. Very cool, um, and thank you for your story. Uh, I look forward to uh, seeing more of the of the maze here, uh, and I hope more people will uh, will enjoy the stories. Yeah, all right. Well, thanks, man. Uh, you know, you can play the maze 33 times, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a try. <laughs> I'll give it a good try. Thank you. All right. Hey there, thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Door Podcast. Um, feel free to check out the other episodes um, on anchor.fm slash Alec Merink. Um, you can also find the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Just search for Podcast Dorp 2018 and you'll find them. Um, if you have any feedback, just let me know. Um, and thank you for listening.